Good afternoon, good morning. This is Mark Johnson, CEO of Loyalty360. I welcome you to another Loyalty360 Thought Leadership in Loyalty series. In this series, we have the pleasure of speaking with the leaders in customer channel and brand loyalty about technologies, processes, trends that impact a brand's ability to drive unique customer experiences and most importantly, brand loyalty. Today, we have the pleasure of speaking with Dave Edling. Dave is the Senior Vice President and General Manager of Incom Incentives. How are you doing today, Dave? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Uh, could you share a brief overview of Incom Incentives and also kind of what you do, how you do it, uh, industries you work with? Yeah. So Income Incentives is a uh, division uh, of Income where we are focused on the incentive space. Uh, and we interact with uh, customers across a broad range of uh, applications uh, and serve them through um, varying ways. Everything from ordering gift cards from a website to managing a full-blown um, consumer loyalty program owning the points bank and all of that stuff. So very wide range of, of, of technologies uh, that we, we leverage to create seamless and, and valuable commerce experiences between uh, consumers and brands. Some of the uh, that we, we work in, um, retail, healthcare, tolling and transit, um, the incentives resale space, uh, and financial uh, services uh, to service a, a, a very broad consumer base. Okay. Uh, and again, with, with multiple different touchpoints. Excellent. Can you tell us a little about your uh, role within the organization? Yes. So um, I, I've been with Income Person for over uh, 18 years and have had the pleasure of uh, leading uh, a number of charges for us. Uh, most recently has been Income Incentives. Uh, so I've been leading the charge there for a few years now, um, running that division. And so what, what that essentially means is I've got fiscal uh, responsibility for the entire P&L, our strategy from acquisitions to customer segments, um, you know, what, what are we going to be offering to the marketplace? What does our product development roadmap look like? So I am um, le leading that uh, mission for, for income in the in incentive space. Excellent. One of the things we like to do is uh, when we talk to brands, uh, technology providers, experts like yourself, is get an understanding of how they define customer loyalty, both from a connotative and denotative perspective. Can you uh, kind of tell us how you and income define customer loyalty? Well, what, what does it mean to your organization? Yeah, so uh, it's a it's a great question, and you know, depending upon um, you know your your aspirations as a business to be engaged with consumers or other businesses, uh, the definition of that can can certainly change. But certainly, I think from a a consumer's perspective, what what I call loyalty is when you have not just an engaged consumer but really a consumer that will also evangelize your brand and tell others, right? If it's a, you know, certain credit card program, um, what, you know, what, what is it about your experience from the, the value proposition? You know, is it a low cost of ownership, the yearly subscription relative to the value that you're earning? Like what, what is it uh, about the, if it's a mobile app where you're earning, 
points for engaging with brands in different ways or even a hotel chain? Like, what is it about that that gets you to evangelize to your, your friends, your network of folks? And I think once you get a consumer that is not only actively engaged with you, but telling everybody else about how engaged you are and what the upshots are and why it's been so good for you is what I really define as uh, customer loyalty. That's awesome. And recently, Incom released their consumer loyalty report. Uh, Taking a look at it uh, before our call. Very interesting uh, information in there. Can you share a little bit more on the report, uh, how it came to be, who was surveyed, and kind of what the goal of the research was and, and, and uh, as you ran the study? Yes, it was a strategic research project that, you know, involved questions around niches uh, of industries uh, that income serves, namely consumer loyalty, employee uh, engagement and recognition, uh, and healthcare incentives. Um, I have to say that it was run um, pre, pre-pandemic. Uh, we had over 2,500 uh, respondents, 2,546 to be exact. Um, the respondents participated in incentive programs uh, such as consumer loyalty or other loyalty type programs, different rewards programs, discounts uh, or coupon programs, rebates, uh, things, things of that nature. Uh, the, the goal really was to update our interpretation of the state of the mind consumer, consumers have and their attitudes around incentives so that we could map new trends so that we could help partners stay competitive, stay on top of it ourselves. Also look at from a, you know, uh, data analytics team. So for example, I've got a data science team that reports into me like that they're, they need to be looking at uh, more closely to provide, um, you know, the insights around best practices or industry insights uh, as well. So that was the, the goal. Excellent. Um, what are some of the key reasons you found as to why a consumer leaves a loyalty program and what can brands do to keep customers more engaged with their product, with their offering? There's, there's a, a number of different reasons, but one, one was, um, you know, it was too hard to stay in the program, too many, too many hoops to jump through for the member of the program to get uh, benefit. Uh, in some cases, um, you know, less is more. Um, there were, you know, certainly respondents that were dropping out because there was too much communication. It was too frequent. Every day they were getting multiple, you know, emails or, you know, communications through an app uh, that were not germane to them. Uh, and so they just kind of felt bombarded and, you know, almost felt spammed. Uh, another reason was the the content was not engaging. It was boring. Uh, they weren't they weren't getting a lot out of it. Didn't feel the 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 upshots. Uh, another um, rationale was the lack of diversity in rewards. Um, you know, not offering a a, a broad uh, you know broad enough reward selection within their ecosystem. And we can talk about that a little, little, little bit further uh, if you want to dig into it. But diversity and rewards is certainly uh, another one. Um, lack of a strong uh, value proposition, um, point expirations too soon, things like that. Um, you know, other things cited were you know lack of lack of customer service. 
um, you know, if, if you've got a, if you have a bad experience, uh, you're certainly not going to get to that place where I was talking about how I define consumer loyalty. And that if you have a bad experience, you're not going to positively evangelize. You, you may not evangelize at all or negatively evangelize, which is uh, e e even worse. But, you know, those were some of the, uh, the, the reasons cited most frequently. Okay. Um, what were some of the consumer preferences with regard to rewards, value, and redemption that you found? Yeah. So, uh, interestingly enough, um, the top three, uh, rewards were, uh, open loop gift cards. So something branded with a Visa, MasterCard, American Express bug, um, retail specific gift cards. So your closed loop gift cards that can only be redeemed for a certain brand or a network of brands. Uh, and then the third, which I was a little surprised by, uh, is, is, is cash back. And I think what that is ultimately saying is that consumers want choice beyond just, you know, cash going back on the car. They're not emotionally connected to it. Maybe that wasn't their, their goal. Uh, they, they want that, the ability to spend how they want to, even so much as into for the second most popular choice to pick a specific gift card that they could only spend at a particular merchant, the consumers have choice uh, on what, what they want to spend it on. And so I think, um, I think that was very interesting to find that the, t the three most preferred were, were those. Uh, and it was a, a little, little bit surprising to us. We thought cashback might score higher. That's interesting. So personalization is a hot topic for marketers today. You know, we help brands uh, find technologies they can integrate with their, their program to make it unique, especially going through COVID-19. A lot of the technologies uh, that we're helping marketers kind of replace from an RFP perspective didn't allow them to add some unique redemption options either for a CSR or for some flexibility uh, that can make them look a little more empathetic or engaging in the community. Um, what advice do you give to marketers that are looking to prioritize personalization uh, and its role in, in the customer loyalty efforts? Yeah, so I think one of the first things they need to look at doing is, um, you know, segmenting their customers and offering uh, customized, highly relevant content to the consumers that is not, you know, uh, a barrage of stuff all the time. Uh, I think they also need to have reward options that relate to that particular segmentation that they've done, kind of slicing up their their, their consumer base. Uh, I also think that you know consumers are expecting a similar personalized experience uh, in the B two B space that they're getting in the B two C space. Um, I'll give you a, a couple of examples of that. So. If you were to redeem for a digital gift card within a financial institution program or a program, let's just say that because financial institutions um, many times don't even have, have them on, but within a program, it, it, it's very difficult to take that digital gift card and make it highly giftable in a personalized fashion. What you're going to usually get as a consumer is that delivery experience that would be for your own personal use. And it's not set up very, very well for the ability to gift. Well, right. if you operate a program, 
you want consumers to be able to burn down their points so that you can reduce that liability. You're in engagement, which there's all sorts of statistics that we have as well, where you have activity around uh, frequent redeemers. They actually spend more. So you want that, that 360 degree um, kind of feedback loop often. Um, and if you're missing out on the gifting side of the equation, uh, we, we believe that, that that's a miss. So a miss. So personalizing that experience, really kind of dressing that up um, and making it easy for the consumer to do um, has a, a lot of upshots, right? And so I think that personalization is not just, you know, what does the content look like to me? How are they receiving it? How am I able to send it? It's also about how are you able to use it in a way that's personalized for you in the way that you want to use it. Okay, absolutely. Were there, uh, or should I say, what was the most surprising takeaway that you found in the survey? Was there one or two things that you thought were interesting, maybe you didn't expect to see that uh, kind of surprised you coming out of it? Yeah, one certainly was, um, I'll give you a couple here, but one certainly was that 70% of the respondents said that they were influenced by promotion to make a purchase. Uh, so that was, you know, certainly a key takeaway. We've had anecdotal data as well as uh, empirical data around the power of different types of promotions, whether that's for certain types of merchandise or gift cards uh, within a program. But uh, that, that was a surprising statistic that the promotion actually uh, drove that. Uh, and then, um, Another surprise was that 54% would consider switching to a competitor's loyalty program due to a better point system, um, which kind of gives credence to consumers are really looking for value. They're looking for what does the opportunity does that, that, that loyalty program bring them. They are considering whether or not their points uh, expire and what are the terms around that kind of stuff. And so the, those were, I think, the, a couple of key things that, that we found um, that, that may have been a little bit surprising, uh, especially around the promotion side. Excellent. And the last question we have, um, what do you think the next big thing for customer loyalty, customer experience is? Yeah, I, I think, you know, especially with today, uh, you know, what's acutely on my mind is, you know, uh, I think, a, you know, really a combination of convenience, value proposition, flexibility of reward choice that's relevant for the consumer at the right time. You know, we are in a social mobile environment. People are discovering what they want online, oftentimes with a tablet or a phone in their hand. And um, so really that the ability to tie um, you know, all of the things together between flexibility, reward choice into a way that is very seamless for the consumer. Um, you know, so I, I don't know if you, the, a, a big thing, so to speak, I, I feel like that mousetrap has not been mastered at this point. And I think there is a lot of opportunity and you'll see, and you see, you know, today, you know, with, with COVID, the, you know, the merchants, for example, that have uh, done the best already had, you know, uh, great 
uh, websites or they, you know, had plans to enhance the curb, curbside pickup, you know, things that were already making it more convenient for the consumer. And I think the COVID-19 pandemic has just shined a spotlight on that um, out of, you know, some out of just kind of sheer necessity. But um, I think as consumers have adapted to this, you know, kind of mind frame of I can have stuff delivered to my doorstep. I can have things uh, where it's ready for me at the curb and I don't have to go wait in line or hope that it's in stock. I know it's there or it's not. Uh, that that level of convenience and flexibility combined with uh, the right value proposition, product, customer service, all of that, uh, I think really continues to be uh, the big thing and the next big thing. That's awesome. Well, Dave, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us today. It was great to hear uh, what you guys are doing as an organization, but also uh, the resource study. I think brands are you know, looking to find the unique product, the service they're offering that can create more engagement and uh, obviously a very disruptive time that they're facing. So uh, I think this uh, research was very uh, uh, germane and applicable to their challenges and the opportunities they're facing. So thank you for taking the time to talk to us today and look forward to learning more from Incom throughout the year. Great. Thank you for having me. Absolutely.